one, you better be there. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Join me weeknights from 9 to midnight on KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. It's time for Tim's Top 3. Ha-ha, Tiny Timmy! Away! Cass is right. One! I'm not sure that belongs in Tim's top three. It definitely does. Well, <clears throat> number one, <clears throat> Cass, I found a home for you and uh, Tyler to purchase. Oh, go for it. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is home. Home's oh. home. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is home in Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes is selling a home in the Kansas City market. He listed a Kansas City ranch-style house with three bedrooms and three bathrooms for a cool $2.9 million. What if you and Don and I like pooled our resources? I have negative monies. We'd be pretty close. Tim. Negative. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you carry the load for us. We'll be pretty mm, close. Thank you. Oh, I'm happy to do it. The Mahomes family reportedly still owns a condo near Country Club Plaza and has bought land to build a family home. See, I thought they were building... I could have sworn they were building a giant complex out near Lock Lloyd, which is south of town, where there's a very fancy golf course that I get to play on every few years for a uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters charity tournament. And there's this big home up on like this hillside. And somebody looked up at Google Earth, and they were like, yeah, that's Mahomes' complex. So I thought maybe... Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the property. I don't know. But the current, how in the world does a three-bedroom, three-bath ranch go for $2.9 million? This is not California. This is Kansas City, Missouri. Now, in California, they can be ridiculous. A friend of mine told me, real estate in California, it's so insane that, yes, like, like a, like a three-bedroom, two-bath house in California, nowhere near the ocean, is like $1.5 million now. That's just a normal, like a house house. But in Kansas City, what it's is this really public? nice. They did a they did one of those architectural digest um, videos, and ah. it has a really nice pool, and it's ah. it's very fancy, and it's one of the nicest okay. neighborhoods in Kansas City. Okay, there you go. There you have. It. Maybe that's what's uh, maybe that's what's going on there. How about we do number three? No two. Three two two <laughs> two go. Fox, as in Fox News has sent a cease and desist letter to Tucker Carlson. They don't like the fact that Tucker Carlson's going on Twitter and we're replaying him on radio stations all across the country. They're saying that's a violation of his contract. Folks, here's the deal. I don't know if you all realize this. Fox is arguing that Tucker Carlson is still employed by them, that they haven't, quote, fired him. They just took his show off the air. For example, you can be an employee of Fox News and not have a show, right? They've got thousands, thousands of employees. They all don't have TV shows, right? So what they're arguing is, we just took his show off the air. We're still paying him. He's still under contract, but he can't produce his own content. Tucker Carlson is saying, oh, no, 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 no. You're violating the spirit of the law. You've taken my show off, which is essentially a termination of me, so you have fired me. 
So it's kind of like a Bill Clinton thing. What's the definition of is, is? What's the definition of terminated is what they're arguing about here. And let's now do number three. Donald Trump to be arraigned today in Florida. Do not take the bait on this, folks. Let's hope that there's some justice left in our justice system. That's Tim's top three, part three for a Tuesday, June 13th, 2023, 8, 11 a.m. in the Heartland. I owe silver away. Don't ever do that again. Sorry. Brendan, not Brandon, Brendan Dilly, who apparently has a show. I don't know what kind of show. I don't know if it's a radio show. He's got 45,000 followers on Twitter. Says he's a great American. Trump 2024. That's in his Twitter feed. So I'm going to assume he's on our side of the fence in general. Here's what he says about the Trump indictment. Excuse me. The Trump arraignment, which is today. Today, a good man gets indicted on fraudulent charges because he stood against criminals and foreign leaders while trying to make America great again. Our nation is a global embarrassment right now. Hashtag Trump arraignment. Hard to argue with that. Hard to argue with that statement. Well stated indeed. Uh, He also says there are now two parties, the traitors and the patriots. I tend to agree with that as well. Hey, welcome back to the program. <clears throat> it is 8.12 in the a.m. here on a Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. I'm Tim Jones, former Speaker of your Missouri House, joined by Cass Bowen, our executive producer. Don Luzader, our news director. We've been very busy indeed. Don, do you have any idea <clears throat> why Marmol, as in the manager of the Cardinals, might be trending on Twitter, other than the fact maybe people are just excessively complaining about him today. Is there uh, any news about Marmol? I have not seen any developing news on Marmol, and if there was, I would <laughs> definitely be getting a news release if, like, for example, that they'd fired him or something like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not seeing anything, but I'll do some searching here. <clears throat> I think people are just... Um, generally complaining about him these days and his coaching and they're also complaining about john mozalock a lot of fans are a lot of fans are just kind of fed up by the cardinals doing nothing and i'm telling you tim i think it's gonna have to get awfully bad and it's bad now i think it's gonna have have to get awfully bad before they make a managerial change or before they make a change at the top with mozalock because dewitt likes mozalock and mozalock likes uh marmol because he answers you know he's he's a yes man you know he answers to marmol and if they fire the manager they're they're going to have had like three managers in the last uh five years and that doesn't look good for cardinal baseball so it's a really tough situation but i'm telling you if they keep losing something's got to change Don, the uh, the great Bernie Miklas, who you know oh, I, I know love very Bernie. well. Yeah, love The Bernie. great St. Louis sports writer. Here's his headline this morning, Don. You tell me uh, what you think about that. Yes, the Cardinals make too many mistakes. When will Marmel and Mosellock do something about it? Yeah. Is that the problem? People I, aren't seeing any, any sense of urgency? I read that article yesterday, and Bernie has a way of – he doesn't sugarcoat anything. I love <laughs> reading his work. Uh, yeah, no, uh, and I think that that's the way the fans feel. And here's the deal. They showed us a couple of years ago. Now, this was partly related to fans not coming back right away from co- after COVID, but there were, there were, uh, low attendances at Cardinals games a couple of years ago, uh, because they were playing poorly. I think that that, 
will, could, could and will happen again if this trend continues. And ultimately, that is the main thing that's going to hurt the club is if the fans stop showing up in, you know, mm-hmm. thirty five to 40,000 plus a night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what the Cardinals done? I think um, <clears throat> every so often, I mean, they did make the playoffs last year. They didn't go anywhere in the playoffs, but they did make the playoffs. I think Cardinals fans are generally willing to give you an off season here and there. But when you're looking like you're going to have an exceptionally bad off year, then I think people expect something to be done about it, at least some action of some sort to be taken. Yeah, they expect a winning record every year. Even if you're only a little over 500 and barely get into the playoffs, they're usually okay with that. But this is a losing year. They're 13 games under 500. Those numbers that we were crunching a few weeks ago on what they need to do to win 90 games, they're not going the right way. They're going the opposite Mm -hmm. way of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly indeed. All right, it is uh, eight fifteen in the Heartland. We want to step aside so we can bring in Gabe Pfeiffer next. And by the way, folks, I hope you're uh, grabbing maybe a, a light jacket before you head out the door this morning. Sixty two degrees here in Springfield. Yes, at eight fifteen in the morning on Tuesday, June thirteenth. We're not complaining. Usually, we're experiencing the opposite: the heat, the humidity, and the impression. We've got none of that. Welcome to San Diego. Springfield style. Definitely this week in Didi. Enjoy this weather. It's going to continue for the next few days. Going to warm up a little bit later in the week. If you missed our weather forecast, Jeff from AccuWeather every morning at 620 a.m. Next, though, it's going to be nearly 820 a.m. We're going to welcome Gabe Pfeiffer, a.k.a. St. John the Philosopher, back to the program. Going to talk to him about the Spideyverse and also his latest philosophizing about the 2024 presidential field. All of that next, 93.3 a.m. 560. KWTO. Traffic. From the KWTO Traffic Center. We are getting reports of a one-vehicle crash. It's on Highway 65 just past James River Freeway. Watch out for potential slowdown from that one. Uh, don't don't have specific lane information yet. Oh. Joe Biden doesn't have a plan. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. This state continues to be the tentpole of the American economy. 25.6% of all American jobs came from this state in April. In the last two fiscal years, we enjoyed $177.7 billion in operating surpluses. We're on our way to be the fourth largest economy, eat your heart out, Germany, in the world. Ah, let's see about that prognostications. Uh, are you with Gavin Newsom with our next guest? And- Three, two, one. Gabe Pfeiffer, at John Philosopher on Twitter. Also, St. John the Philosopher, the YouTube channel. And liftoff of the Falcon 9 and upgraded cargo dragon. We know what orientation all of these these organizations are. They're just Marxist fronts for trying to uproot uh, American life. He's kind of a Mission Impossible kind of guy. The real goal of everything that they're doing is, is an acquisition of power. Your go for Section 6 when ready. Report go for launch. <clears throat> As he does... On Tuesday mornings, Gabe Pfeiffer back with us once again today. He can be found at John Philosopher on Twitter. He's also got the Rumble and YouTube channels, St. John the Philosopher. Gabe, good morning to you. How you been, my friend? Good morning, guys. Good to be with you again. 
So, Gabe, uh, so YouTube, ScrewTube hasn't uh, banned you yet, huh, for all of your philosophizing and prognosticating about things on the uh, in the sane part of the world? <laughs> Not yet. Now, I do have uh, one strike against me from uh, earlier in the 2020. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but, um, but uh, yeah, and apparently, though, they changed the rules so that the, the things that I said then are, are okay now. But I think my strike still remains. So I still I got to be on my toes about what I'm saying there. Yeah, Gabe, isn't that weird that that people like us can still be punished for things that we said back then, which they which they claimed were not true, but now have been proven to be true. It's kind of Orwellian, isn't it, Gabe? But that's what the left wants, right? They don't want history or or real fact checkers. They want to be able to create whatever present tense that they need to push their narrative, don't they? Oh, yeah. I, I want to get one of these hats that says, make 1984 fiction again. Because <laughs> right now, it's very much it's very much how the, the world seems to be operating, particularly in uh, social media, where uh, they, can, they can rewrite the past and, and, uh, and, and determine that there are words that are verboten in, in language uh, at will. And you just have to make your adjustments as, as you can or else you're getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Speaking to Gabe Pfeiffer, a.k.a. St. John the Philosopher at John Philosopher on Twitter. St. John the Philosopher on YouTube and Rumble as well. Gabe, uh, you've got a new video up that you just published a week or so ago called Fandom, Hollywood's Most Hated Fandom. What was the uh, inspiration for that, Gabe? And give us a little teaser. We want folks to go and check out the whole video, but what's this one all about? Well, um, if, if you've been kind of uh, following what happens with the various franchises, if you're, you're, if you're kind of a uh, sci-fi, fantasy, comic book sort of uh, geek like uh, you, both you and I are on some yes. level, then, then you, you might have noticed that you know there's been sort of a change in the way they do things in these movies, and, it, and it's not towards uh, it, it's not uh, in accordance with fan wishes, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, and and it mm-hmm. seems that they hate us. They they you know they, that uh, uh, the various fandoms, the various people who actually like certain ter- franchises, are getting screwed over by the people who own these franchises. And I kind of explore that idea, and I pick out the one fandom, a particular fandom that I think Hollywood picks on the most and the most egregiously, and for the longest period of time, and uh, it, it goes back a long way. Mm, I bet it does. Folks, you're going to want to check that out. It's at at John Philosopher on Twitter. There's a link to it. Pin tweet at the top of his Twitter feed there. Of course, St. John the Philosopher. Just go to YouTube or Rumble, type in St. John the Philosopher, and you'll come up with all of Gabe's little vignettes, which are really fantastic indeed. Gabe, our uh, our good friend Susie Moore, I ta- I've been talking about this all morning. She put a piece up, and she tagged all of us on Twitter. Susie Moore of Red State. I mean, Gabe. In a real world, in a real world of actual journalism, wouldn't this be the top story of the day? A former vice president, current sitting president of the United States of America being accused in great gory detail. It's not like somebody's going, yeah, I think this may have happened. Gabe, they've got all the receipts on this. And yet most of the media world is still trying to ignore it. Can they do that forever? Remember when uh, it was during the Trump administration and the dossier was a big deal and every time something big was kind of uh, floated, got floated out into the news from the dossier, 
they would call it a bombshell. Everybody would say basically the same sort of script. Can, can, and they'd ask the question, can the Trump administration survive this latest round of bombshell information, blah, blah, blah. And, and we, you get breathless reports about how the next thing you're going to see is the president being frog marched out of the White House. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. that was kind of the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the dream that a, a lot of these lefties had for a long time. And even, and going particularly afterwards when, uh, you know, he didn't have the protections of the office, that they were sure that they were going to get him next time. And finally, we, this is the thing that's going to put him away. They, and, and the, the media was dutiful in, in reporting all of that. Now, now we have something that's kind of real. You know, obviously it came out that the, uh, the dossier was complete garbage, complete oppo research bought and paid for by the Hillary, uh, administration and, and lied about and, uh, and blown to beyond all proportions by the, uh, the government in various instances. But in this case, we have real investigations. We have real sources. We have real connections to real adversaries. We, we actually have Russian collusion and Russian spying and Russian assets and all of these things, bribery cases. There's so much smoke here. Uh, and, and you would think that the media would call these things bombshells, but they're being very, very quiet about it. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm just constantly mad about it. But uh, at this point, though, I, I, I'm, I am a little tired of seeing all the various accusations here. I'm, I'm tired of seeing the smoke. I want the fire. I want them to yes. bring the fire yes. to this administration. I want to see the actual tapes. I want to hear the tapes. I, I want to, I want to see the track of the, uh, the payments through all of the 37 or however many LLCs they tried to launder the money through. I want to see these things and I want them brought into an indictment. And I, and because otherwise we're just kind of in the same sort of do loop that they were in when they were trying to attack Trump just with, you know, tighter evidence. Yeah, I could not agree more. Speaking to you, Gabe Pfeiffer, a.k.a. St. John the Philosopher, at John Philosopher on Twitter. Gabe, I know one of the things you love is actual, real, solid science, like the real kind, not the fake news kind we hear every day. Uh, Gabe, um, I've got an example of the fake science for you. Gabe, Greta, somebody brought this to my attention. And, you know, Gabe, it's like they think that we on the center right side of the political world, it's like we they think they think we're too stupid to use the Internet, you know, and so. <laughs> they, they think that receipts, that receipts, that we can't find the receipts when they're out there in, in, in all their gory black and white detail. Gabe, one of my friends brought to my attention a tweet from the one and only Greta Thunberg. Where is she these days? Chained up to some fence post somewhere, I guess. Gabe, back in, here's a tweet from good old Greta from June 21st of 2018. I can't believe she's been around that long. So Gabe, back on June 21st of 2018, Greta Thunberg tweeted, quote, a top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity. I guess, Gabe, that would include you and me unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Gabe Pfeiffer, what say you about the fact that apparently we only have eight days to live? Oh, my gosh. Oh my God, we're gonna die! We're all gonna die! Nobody save me! Where's my uh, my food supply? I, I you know, and, and I need my ammo because you know society's going to hell in a handbasket, and uh, we're you know, at this point, I guess we just need to throw our arms up and say wee. Um, but here's here's the problem. Um, they've been predicting the end of the world every ten years for the past fifty years. So you know, I'm I'm kind of tired of it. I mean, you know. If you had a magic eight ball, it would be more accurate 
than all yes. of these supposed scientists yes. who've been uh, sounding the climate alarm bells uh, for for a basically basically two or three generations at this point. I, I'm I'm tired of it. I I really wish that the real scientists would stand up. But the, the problem is there's too much money in the fake science, and that's mm. really what. A lot of people don't really like to admit this, but science can be bought and paid for just as readily as any politician. Mm, mm. Wise words indeed from Gabe Pfeiffer, our own resident philosopher, St. John the Philosopher indeed. Gabe, thanks for everything as always. It was a delightful conversation and we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Thanks, guys. God bless. You too as well. At John Philosopher on Twitter, St. John the Philosopher, the YouTube and Rumble channels. Folks, about to become 8.30 here in the Heartland. When we come back, one final segment at which we can take phone in which we can take phone calls. So give us a holler. 417-866-0933. 417-866-0933. Happy to speak with you and yours about anything we've been talking about here today or anything we may have missed. The morning dump coming up at 845 and lots more after Don Luzader's local news you need to know. 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO News. KWTO News time is 830 in Springfield. We have some sunshine. We're at 62 degrees. A sunny day in the Ozarks today with a high reaching 80. A state senator who chairs the Missouri Senate Economic Development and Tax Policy Committee wants to be the next Secretary of State Warrensburg State Senator Denny Hoskins represents Cooper, Howard, and Saline Counties up in central Missouri. Senator Hoskins telling our sister station, 93.9 The Eagle, that the Secretary of State's office plays a role in business services and helping Missourians start businesses. I want to focus on that as well to make sure that we can eliminate uh, red tape when people are trying to start a business here in Missouri and try and get as much done as possible online and make it simple and easy for them. Hoskins says his other main priority, if elected, is election integrity. He says we must ensure that only U.S. citizens have the right to vote. City of Springfield sending out citizen surveys. The city says those surveys have been mailed to 12,000 randomly chosen households in the city limits. It's intended to gather feedback about city programs and services. The survey is estimated to take about 15 minutes to complete. Responses will remain confidential. And police in Aurora investigating after someone used counterfeit money at a business. Authorities are asking those businesses in Aurora and Marion. 9 to 11 weekday mornings. That's really where they want to go. On 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. When my depression works the graveyard shift all of the people, I've ghosted stand there in the room. I should not be left to my own devices. They come with prices and prices I am. The idea of equal justice is here, and so that's a real concern to all Americans. So as a policymaker, elected officials, we want to make sure it's equal justice for all. We want to look that it's a weaponization. Now, what, you, are you with CNN, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this even further because when somebody weaponizes government and they actually get removed from government, let's take Andrew McCabe, okay, former d- deputy. But this is no, a different well, let me, case. no, no, let me answer this is the question. This a different set of circumstances, right? I mean, the former president is accused of misleading law enforcement, of a conspiracy of obstructing justice. That's a different set of facts. Are you prepared to defend him 
as the former president, and what other actions will the House take in the House Judiciary Committee in terms of funding? Are you prepared to defend your, your network, CNN? That I'm asking you a I'm, a, I'm answering your question. You could ask me any question you want, but I'm entitled to answer the question, okay? There's uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's got problems beyond CNN. He's got a, he's got a revolt um, going on in uh, Washington, D.C. We'll talk to Congressman Eric Burleson about that later in this week. <clears throat> I don't know if you folks know this. Um, so, and I, I'm, I understand the point <clears throat> of the 10 Republicans. So, okay, long story short, there's a group of a, there's a group, I believe, of about 10 Republicans, mainly members of the House Freedom Caucus, predominantly or people that align with the House Freedom Caucus, who have decided to basically put the brakes on the U.S. House from functioning. This is a reaction to the debt deal from two weeks ago. So a bill was brought to the floor to basically save gas stoves. Now, let's be honest. It's an important bill, but it's going nowhere. Because it won't see the light of day in the Senate. And even if it would, Joe Biden would veto it because Joe Biden does want to eliminate gas stoves. We know that for sure. Remember they remember how they told us that we were all being like uh, Uncle Alex Jones? Alex Jones really isn't my uncle, but I, I just call him that. Um, <clears throat> Cass, what's going on there? You have you to okay? call out every weird thing I do behind well, the cameras. You know, our audience can't see us, and that's I know, a good thing. They they need to know <laughs> when I'm experiencing vertigo because you're like tw- you're like twirling the camera in circles. You don't have to look. <laughs> it was making me dizzy. I got distra- It's very distracting. Like <laughs> I see every I see every single thing you do, and you know how hard it is to talk and maintain a conversation with the audience. <laughs> When I can see every little thing that you do. And Don, you forget to mention Don. Don doesn't bother me. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> right back Listen, at you. I will take your camera privileges away altogether if you don't stop this nonsense and harassment. I could do a whole show just commenting on what Cass <laughs> on what Cass is doing throughout the program. There's a lot going on that people don't know behind the scenes. Right, Cass? I am unhappy with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I know how unhappy you get with these conversations, which is why I bring them up every once in a while, because I think the audience enjoys them. <laughs> so you were saying about Kevin McCarthy? Let's get back on to Kevin McCarthy, shall we? Okay, okay. We'll get back on that, Cass. Yes, we will. So <clears throat> there's 10 Republicans, House Freedom Caucus members mainly, who decided to put the brakes on the U.S. House last week because they're upset about the debt ceiling deal. I understand that. So there was a there was a bill that came up that they all support. So it was the bill to basically say we're not going to ban gas stoves. Well, they said, look, Kevin, we're not going to continue to pass things, even if we like them. We're not going to continue to pass your agenda and continue to make you look good if you're not going to comply with what you told us at the beginning of the year. So they've said we're not voting for this stuff. And so that's put the, they can't move legislation. And, but here's the problem. So that's what's going on. Here's the problem that I have with it. Guess who's running the U.S. House of Representatives then? The Democrats and these 10 Republicans. So it's a majority of Democrats joined by, joined by these 10 Republicans, which means the Republican agenda is stuck in the mud. Now, let's be honest. Most of the Republican agenda this year is, 
I'm not going to say it's showmanship or window dressing. It's important. It's messaging. Oh, it's messaging to the American people as to here's what you will get if you give us a Senate and a White House next year. Here is the contra to Joe Biden's failed America. Here's all the things we're going to do. Now, every once in a while, like they've done this year, they've gotten some of these bills through the Senate and to Biden's desk. One was pushing back. Okay, Washington, D.C. apparently went so crazy over the last couple of months that even Joe Biden was willing to sign a Republican bill that that started in the House, was approved by the House majority of Republicans, was grudgingly accepted by the Senate because a couple of the Senate Democrats voted with the Senate Republicans. And so that was the majority on that day there. The Senate technically is controlled by Democrats, right, folks? But it's a one vote majority. So on any given day, if you lose one or two people, well, then suddenly the Republicans and a couple of minority and a couple a couple of Democrats will then run the show. Joe Biden accepted that bill. Now, other there's been a couple other bills that have made it through the House and the Senate, and Joe Biden has vetoed them. Largely, Kevin McCarthy's agenda this year is dead on arrival in the Senate and definitely at the president's desk, but it's still an important agenda because the House shouldn't just sit there and do nothing. They should show the American people, here's the bills that we will pass into law if you give us the Senate and the White House. And the additional thing they're doing is all of the oversight. That is a, I know people sometimes get tired of the hearings because they're like, where's this going? What's this going to accomplish? Is it going to do anything? Yes, it does. It again shows the American people what's going on in the deep state and why DC is so dysfunctional because the administrative state, which is what Senator Eric Schmidt is going to talk about on the Senate floor today when he makes his first floor speech is running the country. So all of these things are important. So the problem is though, Kevin McCarthy started off the year with a very fragile majority, very fragile, three seats, four, four, I guess technically four seats, maybe five at the most on any given day. The problem is they just lost that one. I think that Utah congressman has retired, resigned because nothing nefarious. He, his wife's very ill and he went home to her. Then you got George, then you got crazy George Santos. And so, you know, on any given day, you've got a very small majority. So Kevin McCarthy had to make a lot of concessions to become speaker, took him 15 rounds. Many of those people that require those con- concessions have now said, you went back on your word in that debt ceiling deal, so we're going to stop your agenda and its tracks. That's why this is happening. Should it be happening, I guess is my question. What do you all think about that? Do you think that the message needed to be sent that Kevin McCarthy needs to act like he said he was going to act in the true conservative that he claims to be? Or does he sometimes need to be practical and pragmatic and get some things done like the debt ceiling? 417-866-0933. 417-866-0933 if you want to weigh in on that. Cash, you got a, you got a, you got a point to make on that or like I a do. thought? So what do you think about all this? You and I both are the slowest of them all to ever defend Kevin McCarthy. However, I do think that he has exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's mm-hmm. the best that we could have had. I'm not saying he's a Jim Jordan. I'm not saying he's some conservative warrior. What I am saying is the expectations were so, so very low, and we all kind of expected him to be this like moderate slush and, 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 and terrible, you know, sellout. And he has not done that. He's actually stood firm on a lot. And it could be because of the threat of being removed only by one person saying, hey, I want you gone. It could be that. Sure. But if you watch him spar with the press, 
he says some things that are pretty rock solid. And I don't want to be he does a, a Kevin McCarthy stan or anything, but I'm just saying he has exceeded expectations and he hasn't done anything like terrible yet, you know? Yeah. And the point is, here's here's the here's the conundrum. I understand the point the House Freedom Caucus is making. Well, it's not all of them. It's 10 of them. I understand the point they're making. But here's another point. If Kevin McCarthy is not winning on a day ending in Y when they're in session, who's winning? The Democrats are, right? If Kevin McCarthy is not moving legislation, then who's winning the talking points of the day? Who's winning the battle for the hearts and minds of Americans? The Democrats are because, you know, the Democrats are pleased as punch that these 10 Republicans have put the brakes on Kevin McCarthy's agenda. And that's not good because nobody's going to remember the we just we just told you all the inside baseball. Do you think next November 2024 people are going to put all this on a campaign piece? Well, you know, there was this thing with the debt deal. No, they're not. (laughs) They're going to talk about what Kevin McCarthy got done with the majority over the House majority and what he didn't get done. That's all they're going to talk about in the campaign. They're going to give you the good and the bad. Well, if they're Democrats, they're going to give you all the bad, and they're going to say Kevin McCarthy could not rule a speaker and they got nothing done. Now, they've already gotten a lot done this year, but they need to get more done. Here's my advice. Get together in a room, in private, hammer out these differences, come to an agreement, move forward, and continue to beat the crap out of the crazy communist Democrats every single day. Win every day. That's what you Republicans should be doing. That shows the American people the difference between you and the left-wing lunatics who overtaken the Democratic Party. Mel Gibson got an interesting document, doc, document, document, documentary out involving Epstein. What's that all about? We'll talk about that in the morning dump and more after Don Luzader's final traffic update. Very fast show indeed. Hope you enjoyed it. Got one more big segment left where we hand things off to Gary Nolan. Here at 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center. Stalled vehicle, James River Freeway, just before Highway 65. We're also seeing a report of a one-vehicle crash. It's on 65 just past James River Freeway. That uh, freeway, that might be two separate incidents. Also could be the same one. There's no reason for them not to work with us on this investigation. 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. It's time for The Morning Dump. With new dual flush action. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Very good. Time for the morning dump. Cass, did you tell me earlier today that you had something today for the morning dump? Or is that for tomorrow? I do have a morning dump. Um, <laughs> I think it's worth mentioning that today Hunter Biden has to appear in court in Arkansas. Yes. Over a child custody yes. case, or a child support case. And I and but, I don't know why that's the not being discussed. <laughs> He's the best son ever, Cass. Isn't he's, this one of his... He's uh, like, Joe Biden's heroes. Right. Yeah. Isn't yeah. this one of his um, bastard children, basically? Baby mama? Yeah. 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 Well, um, 
that's not going to be if this was anybody else besides Hunter Biden, I feel like there would be live streams outside of the courthouse. Oh, and it would be a course. huge deal. Oh, say course. it was like one of Trump's oh, you mean kids. like pre- you mean like President Trump being arrested yeah. and uh, in court today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, the two tiers of everything in this country now are kind of disturbing. Um, it's it's um, it's unbelievable. Um, why, why is speaking of morning dump? Why is bathrooms trending on Twitter right now? I have no idea. There's there's a mention of Mar-a-Lago. There's a mention of Hillary Clinton and keep remember all the servers she kept in the bathroom. So there, it's not just one topic, like the topic bathrooms in general. I think that's hilarious that that's trending right now during our morning dump segment on Twitter. How interesting is that? Anyway, <laughs> Mel Gibson <clears throat> is about to release a documentary about worldwide child trafficking, a very serious issue. And it could include what happened with Epstein. Oh, baby. Wow. That'll be interesting when that comes out for sure. Don, on the local news front, got some more City of Springfield news like we always do. They're about to conduct a major citywide survey. What's that all about? Yes, this is, uh, and they do this uh, from time to time. This is a citizen satisfaction survey. And also, they use it as a long-term planning survey. Uh, the surveys have been mailed to <clears throat> 12,000 randomly selected households. So if you live in the city limits, uh, you're the only one who's eligible to get one of these. So, for, you know, if you live outside of Springfield and Green County, you won't get one. But 12,000 randomly selected households getting the surveys within 10 days of receiving the survey. Residents can expect to get a follow-up email reminding them to complete the survey, that which you can mail in or completed via a link provided in the email. The survey is estimated to take about 15 minutes to complete. City manager Jason Gage says the purpose of it is to gather feedback on city programs and services, everything from uh, public safety to parks and recreation, code enforcement, public works, communication, customer service. Of course, any personal information provided in the responses will remain confidential, and the survey results will be presented to city council later this summer and made available to the public. Oh, Don, this next story you've got here. This is a common problem all across the show me state, probably in every state pretty much as recreational golf. Golf carts should be driven on golf courses. Yeah. When did that become a thing to drive them everywhere else but on a golf course? Well, I have a friend who I would be the person who would do that. (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend who shall remain nameless who's owned two different golf carts in the last year. And the last time I was over playing mini golf gave me a ride in his new golf cart, which goes mm-hmm. up to almost 40 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And we took it, uh, we took it through some streets, uh, around, uh, the mini golf course. And I will say it was quite a fun ride. I'm actually uh, just jealous that I don't have one. I, I never, know. You know what? I know. I, if I, you know, what? I'm very blessed. If I wanted to buy one, I could, I just, I walk when I play golf. I, I it's, it's my exercise. And so. Right. He's I guess I could use is what he's saying. I live though. in a I live in a neighborhood, so I guess I could use it to putts around in and putter around in and drive back to the pool sure, and stuff. Right. But you know, I just the whole golf court golf cart thing. It's just I see all these people running around these golf carts. I'm like, you don't even play golf. Yes. You know? So I don't and, know. and we can you imagine getting behind one of those in traffic? So anyway, <laughs> yes. if you if you so the problem is Don, you have to obey the rules of the road with these the golf carts. Yes. Yeah. So if you this is for the city of Nixa. 
If you own the golf cart, you'll have to obey the rules. If you drive on public roads, the city says owners must have a permit and the golf cart must be registered with the city for $15. Drivers of golf carts are not to go over 20 miles per hour or drive on streets where the speed limit is above 25 Big miles government per hour. overreach is what I say. <laughs> so watch your speedometer. Make sure you're buckled up because the one that I drove in has seat belts and everything. And these are all these are all yeah. first world problems. They are. By the exactly. Way. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're finally getting those legislated uh, over Nixa. So yeah. congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like if hey. you if you go to like a lakeside community, if you go down to Table Rock Lake, Kimberling City or Lake of the Ozarks, yeah. they yeah, don't recreation. care. They yeah. use golf carts as modes yeah. of transportation anywhere and everywhere. Oh, trust me. Uh when you guys all make it down to Florida next, go go stop by any of these gigantic retirement communities, yeah. and you will get run over by a golf cart. That <laughs> is the mode of transportation. Now, here's the thing. If I live there, well, that makes sense to me because you can actually use it year-round, and you know, it would probably be more economical than uh, driving your car, stopping and starting your car. And, you know, there's certain things that electricity is good for. I agree. Golf carts is one of them, especially in Florida where everything's flat. And so it's easier to hop in and out of golf cart and just buzz around than it is to get in and out of your vehicle all the time. So I could see it in these retirement communities in Florida. But now everybody thinks they're in a retirement community all across the country, you know. So, Don, um, last story. We're going to have this state center. Do you have the – do you have the news from our good friend Brian Houseworth at 93.9 The Eagle? You want to relay that story that he just sent to us about – Just a second here. We're going to have this state senator on our show later this week. All right. A state senator who represents three mid-Missouri counties uh, is running for secretary of state next year. Uh, We just heard a clip from him in in the 830 News, by the way, thanks to uh, Brian over to 93.9 The Eagle. Warrensburg GOP State Senator Denny Hoskins says election integrity would be one of his top priorities if elected in 2024. Uh, he did have a Senate bill this past session that would have created the new office within the Secretary of State's office that would have overseen a voter fraud hotline. That bill, though, did not get a hearing in the Senate. Uh, Senator Hoskins' district includes Cooper, Howard, and Saline counties up in mid-Missouri. Uh, the 48-year-old graduated from Westphalia's Fatima High School in Osage County. So you say that uh, Denny Hoskins is going to be on the show, huh? Yes, we're going to have him on the program on Thursday. Awesome. On Thursday. <clears throat> and once again, here we go again. Uh, I'm right in the middle of all of this. I served with both Shane Scholler and Denny Hoskins, and now they're going to run against each other. So I'm going to have a really fun year, year next year yeah, with all I of my good friends. That. From I'm going to have all my good friends from my house years uh, running against each other next year. There's a bunch of them running for statewide office. So going to give everybody the airtime that they want and deserve. So we're going to be as fair. You know, the, yeah, it's 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 so wonderful when when your friends friend, are running against yeah. each other. <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to enjoy that <laughs> showdown. <laughs> You know what, though? On the other hand, I'm truly blessed to have such friends in high places. So the opposite of Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks went a little woke this week. Did you guys hear about that? No. no. He's very proud of the Bud Light that he's going to sell in his uh, place in Nashville. And he made kind of a he made kind of a sideways crack at, uh, at John Rich, Big Rich, about the fact that he does not sell Bud Light. So a little controversy there out. on Broadway in Nashville. We got to get out of here. Gary Nolan is up next. We'll be back tomorrow for a wild Wednesday. Happy Hump Day show. Y'all keep it real. Keep it good this this today. Love, uh, Give your loved ones a big hug, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. 9, 90, 
93.3 AM 560 KWTM. News you can count on as it happens. Get the latest news, weather, and traffic from our trusted news team of Brian Houseworth, Don Luzader, and John Marsh. Keeping our commitment to serving you with information you want, news you need. We 